0: Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers. I'm Aaron Fraser.
1: And I'm Matt Bowes. In this surprise dispatch, we're joined by a friend of the show and romance expert, Manish Mather, to discuss Karen Johar's blockbuster, Rocky Ki Prem Kahani, in which Ranveer Singh and Alia Abad fall in love and then need to convince their respective families to approve of the other, despite their differences.
0: Before we begin, we would like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty 6 territory, home to First Nations and Métis people. So, Matt, after all the complaining we've been doing about how there have been no decent Bollywood films to see all year.
1: Yeah, we have complained a lot.
0: A release that we've been looking forward to has finally come out.
1: <laughs> a and, few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah.
0: And uh, we've seen it. We unfortunately didn't see it quite in time to do our mid-year review. We had to talk um, about the
1: wall instead.
0: Yes. But because we've been doing so much complaining we thought you know we should really, we should really jump in here and tell people that actually there is something new worth seeing in theaters, and luckily we're joined by friend of the show and host of It pod to Be You, Manish Mather, uh, to discuss this film. He the, he, prin-
1: the Prince of Hearts himself. <laughs> yes,
0: you love that nickname. Uh, Good nickname. He he really encouraged us to to kind of to throw this extra episode in, and I'm really excited <laughs> to hear what he has to say about Rocky orrani Rani, he Prem Kahani. Manish, welcome back.
2: Hi, thanks for having me. I'm i'm glad that i uh could inspire this episode that i basically forced you to to do um so thank you um, i think this is your third time I'm on the excited. show now this is your third yes. time you think yeah. you might
1: have been on more than anyone else
0: probably i mean
2: you guys know i'm your biggest fan so
0: <laughs> well we're your biggest fan so, <laughs> oh, so the feeling sweet. is, is mutual. it's a virtuous
1: circle
2: yeah
0: <laughs> no, you, you didn't force us i think like after the mid-year review, we were pretty drained. We're a little burnt out. Yeah. Um. And and you suggested that you you wanted to t- chat about this film, and I think we just thought like, oh, this this is a great opportunity because I think
1: bring a romance expert. In.
0: Yeah, you're you're an expert on romance. You're an expert on Karen Johar. So I think I think you know we we couldn't have done this justice. So without you, I don't I don't know if we could have done it.
2: You're a key member of the team. <laughs> <laughs> well. I mean, I I mean, I, I appreciate being called an expert on Karan Johar. Although I don't know if I would call myself that. I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of his. You know, he's obviously one of my favorite directors. I think he's mm-hmm. like a like defining voice in Bollywood right now. Um, it has been for uh 25 years, um, mm-hmm. if not longer. You know, with all of his mm-hmm. work that he did before, um, you know, his his debut film. But yeah, I mean, I'm happy to be here, and, and I. You know, I'm I'm kinda of loving that we're in this like moment of this movie kinda of taking people by storm. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. I don't follow box office in India as much, so I don't know how well it's doing. I feel like it's doing well, but not as well as it could. But this it feels like a movie that will really stand the test of time. So I'm glad to be talking about it and to, you know, offer, you know, some thoughts and hear what do you all have to say as well.
1: Well, like the doors wide open for this one because Pathan, you know, great movie, was like February, January, the, uh, January, and then like nothing. Like there was a couple little blips out there, and we went into this on our mid-year episode. Like nothing that I would say really was dominating the conversation, or at least in a good way. Like mm-hmm. uh, there was a film that you know generated a lot of conversation, but <laughs> probably not for a good reason. Uh, but then this one comes out, and everyone. Um, kind of lines up behind and says, like, yeah, this is really good. And uh Joe's back on top. But I found that when people... So Erin historically will not look at uh, uh, dance sequences before a movie comes out. She wants to see them in context. And I think that this movie kind of got done dirty by that dance sequence where... Um, I, I guess we could spoil a little bit, where Ronnie is uh, on location up in the North somewhere, just imagining what Rocky's up to after they've had a little breakup.
0: Yeah, it's more of just like, a, there's not quite a dance. It's more of just a musical number. up. But and- like
1: they've said, like there's no carapestry there. And then, it's oh, up in Kashmir. when you when you put it into context of he's not even there and she's just thinking about him. Well, yeah, it makes sense. So like, I, I feel like people maybe got too up in their own heads about this movie before it even came out. And now that it came out and everyone's just like, ah, oh, this is awesome. I'm kind of thinking like, you also were shitting all over this thing before it even came out and I don't know if I could trust you anymore
0: well that's Bollywood audiences for you Matt
2: (laughs) yeah but like yeah I mean that doesn't surprise me um I wanted on record that I was very pro this movie from that first clip um oh me too yeah and I think that you know the problem is that like you know i think karan johar is definitely the kind of director who places his musical numbers within a certain context and mm-hmm. you know within the narrative like he builds them into the narrative and so it's hard to um extract those numbers for out of context promotion yeah and but you kind of have to do it because everyone's waiting for the songs mm-hmm. um and so i i understand that the tricky balance of presenting some cuz You know, like I also was kind of like I don't really understand the context of the song because this is like the big love song of the movie, most likely, and I can't quite tell what's where it would place in the story, um, and kind of where you know, like how how it all play out, and um, I was very surprised. Uh, I mean, there a lot of this love story really surprised me as a romance and as. Because I felt there was a lot of things that he did that I thought were very subversive in terms of, Mm -hmm. like, um, just, like, keeping, like, having the entire first half be what a normal Bollywood movie would look like. Or a normal romantic comedy would look like over its entire duration. Um, And then because you have the, you know, the the me cute and the flirting and then the breakup to makeup and then the makeup and then there... You know, they're engaged and then it's like, oh, that's that's usually the end of most movies. And here we are, like not even at in, intermission. Um, and then, you know, you have, you know, the entire second half of the movie. Um, and so I, I, mean, I really want to want to get into that because, like, I think movie is really clever. And I think this movie is really smart in how it structures a very typical Bollywood masala rom-com family mm-hmm. melodrama entertainer. Um and uh, I just like I'm just like glad that it exists in 2023 because the last time we had a movie like this, I mean I, I, I mean I would count like JoJo Geo which we're all fans of I I believe like
0: yes yeah, more people successor. need to see
2: these- <laughs> JoJo Gio was good
0: it's so yeah. Uh, yeah it's I think people have slept on that movie they really
2: have
1: <laughs> well I would I would say um, that the story kind of. Is structured almost the same way as Dewali Dahania De, De Lejenge, because that one is, yeah. Charaka, like, infiltrating the family in the second half and trying to get them all to like him, whereas this, they're both doing that with each other's families. And so it's a lot harder for them. Well, yeah, there's, there's, <laughs> well, they don't have Amish Puri to deal with, but, like, they do have two sets of <laughs> um, unhappy parents. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it it is interesting, yeah, it, it's kind of a two-for-one deal, and you know, many lesser films have been done of, you know, this half of the movie and that half of the movie, but I think he pulled it off of having two separate, but combined stories like that.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm just going to take it back for a second and kind of give us a bit of setup. I'm sure many people yeah. listening are aware of Rocky Ki Prem Kahani. I'm sure many people have seen it. Um, And I'm sure a lot of listeners are familiar with Karen Johar, but just to kind of um put some context around things the film came out on july 28th 2023 uh we saw it like that tuesday in a packed theater it was a <laughs> well, tuesday night and it was sold out it was
1: one of those more kind of deluxe theaters though so like yeah i'm gonna say like half capacity of a bigger theater room but like bigger better seats and stuff yeah but yeah it was like out the door swamped yes Uh was which it, is what you want
2: to see
0: <laughs> was it busy uh at your screening manish
2: So, you know, um, I've been hearing from people, and this is also true of my experience, that this movie is selling out here in America as well. Um, Mm -hmm. My parents and I went at Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Because the uh, 2 p.m. and the 6 p.m. were sold out. And we went to the 10 a.m., which is also ended up being sold out. And um, I was like, who is here? I was like, I'm an employee. My parents are retired. So, like, I understand why we're here, but, like, how is this, like, I mean, it's only 100 seats in the auditorium. It's one of the smaller mm-hmm. ones, but I'm like, how are, the, not even 100. I mean, I'm mean, i sure it's, like, 50 or something, but I'm like, how are there, like, 45 other people here that also don't have anything to do during the day?
0: Everyone, um, everyone took Tuesday off to go.
2: And, like, um, my cousin wants to go see it this weekend, and it's also selling out still, because it. You, it's, like, the only indie movie that's playing right now. Yeah. That that guitar kind of, too? yeah i mean oh yeah, who cares about that movie i mean like yeah. who cares about that you know like yeah, too violent I, i'm sure they're doing blockbuster business in india but like they don't have any kind like this movie just has that like star quality to it that that's been missing for a yeah. very long time
1: it's and not it's-, it's not explicitly an nri movie but do you think it hits that classic Karen Johar audience yeah, because people outside you, of the the motherland. You know,
2: like we here in America, like we love K through G, we love Kotahe, we love, you know, um, I mean to a lesser degree, you know, Alvida you Na know, which, you know, I love, but has, you know, not everyone's favorite movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh and you know I think like you know Ali Abad and Ramir Singh are like genuine movie stars. And yep. they're not just, like, 50-year-old men trying to act like they're 30, like, you know, Sunny Deal.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, they're, like, I mean, even Shah Rukh Khan, like, he, even he can get away with being so old um, as a movie star because, like, he still just brings that, like, star quality to him that, and, yeah, it's, like, glossy, it's, like it's colorful, like, there are musical numbers that, like, the costume, everything about this movie just is very splashy, and I think it's causing a lot of, stir and a lot of excitement that I haven't seen for an indie movie in quite some time.
0: It really feels like an event. Yeah. Yeah and and kind of everything like the stars are all perfectly aligned. So Karen Johar hasn't directed a film since 2016 with Adel Hai Mushkil,
1: Which uh, uh, mixed results?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm personally not a big fan of Adel Mushkil. I thought it was a bit of a letdown uh, it also came out like opposite Chevet, which caused like wonderful drama. Movie.
1: Everyone, everyone loves Chevet <laughs>
0: Caused drama between Karan Johar and uh, Kajal. uh So, but but people still, as as you say, Manish, like his highs are so high, mm-hmm. you know, and he is such a voice in Bollywood that even I think even if you were kind of mixed on that film, like I was you're still excited for another one. And they don't come around often. Well, remember, yes. didn't watch I High
1: Mushkill at The Princess? Like, it had a different sort of release scheme, too.
0: I think that was just because The Princess was, like, trying things out.
1: Sure. Okay, so it was it was kind of at more of our local art theater than the kind of yeah. multiplexes that we normally go to. It was also
0: playing at the multiplexes. We just went to The Princess because it's a 15-minute walk away for us.
1: Yeah, but, like, it felt like that was one where... Maybe North American distributors were yeah, trying some different stuff and mm-hmm. noticing that hey, people will definitely come out to this. Yeah.
0: And Rocky Rani Ki Pram Kahani is this repairing of ranveer Singh and Ali Abat, who, you know, everyone loved in Gully Boy. Uh, I don't know about you, Manish, but I was so like I've been excited for this for a while, but one of the things that got me yeah. the most hyped was the coffee with Karan episode with the three of them. Yeah. Which was just amazing. And that, and and Ranveer Singh, I think, has clearly wanted to be in a Karan Johar film for a while. The He's two of them- wanted to be one in, in his whole life. Basically. Yeah, but the, those two just like, they have that kind of, you know, they're both like fashion boys. They're both flamboyant. Mm. And they're just like, it just, to me, clearly felt like when they finally- did something together that it was going to you know be that that explosion of excitement and energy and gaudy gaudy fashion
1: but beer uh, also needs a hit right like yeah his last few circus was god awful yeah uh, like he needed something to get and what 83 didn't do particularly well mm-hmm. especially considering the subject matter so he needed something but Aliabad is just going from success to success
0: yeah but the last thing i'll say is also he like karen johar's bringing back dharmendra and jay abakjan who and Shabana Azmi. well i mean Shabana azmi has been working pretty steadily but i guess yeah she hasn't been in something this big yeah yeah um but both dharmendra and jay abakjan like it's They've had some some films here and there, but again, like they haven't been front and center in a big Bollywood film like this in quite a while. So I just think that whole level of star quality and excitement and kind of, you know, a a director like Karen Johar, who just, you know, has made some of the most beloved Hindi language films of all time that people Rewatch over and over and over again like it's just it's lightning in a bottle like who doesn't want to see it? like if you like Bollywood and you don't want to see this I don't understand
1: he's got such a respect for the actors and for film history and especially if Darmendra's character there's all that yeah use of old music like and I know he's, he was- like, he's like he's like Peter Bogdanovich like he's a student of the game in addition to making great movies like he's he's worked with the the like you know um, the the Chopras of the world, yeah, like, learn from them and then kind of adapted in the in the nineties and like is kind of keeping the seventies masala type thing alive and the 50, 50, 60s romance. Like he's so good at that. He's he's uh, he's amalgamated everything.
0: And I know he has like people who criticize him because of you know nepotism and 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 things like that. But in terms of like capital B. Bollywood glamour romance and kind of those and those traditional family values that you see in his film uh, you know I no one does it better
2: you know I, I can't remember where I saw this or heard this um, but someone I saw like compared Karan Johar to like Christopher Nolan in terms of just like uh-huh. the name recognition the like mm-hmm. the event I mean like we just saw like you know Greta Gerwig and Christopher Nolan, like, save movies, right? With, like, Barbie and yeah. Affenheimer being, like, major events that, like, everyone's going to. Like, you know, my mom wanted to see both of those. My dad, he didn't get to go see Barbie with us, but he probably would have if he could. um But he had to go out of town or something. But, like, it's so, like, um it's such a moment. Like, even people that I don't think would care about that care about care about going and mm-hmm. I think it's the same with this movie where it's just like it feels like an event because it's serving you know an audience that it's it's serving a type of movie that audiences don't get to get don't get to see too often now it's nostalgic but it feels fresh because it's mm-hmm. not it's not like you know we're not seeing you know like Shah Rukh Khan and Ganjola trying to act like these characters they could do it but it's like fresh new actors I mean they're not new anymore now they've been around for almost 15 years but like um, you know it's like it just feels fresh but it feels nostalgic and it feels like you know I think his talk show you know we all love it but I think it's actually done a really good thing for him and that it, it made him into a household name which mm-hmm. I don't know if a lot of Bollywood directors get to have except for beyond except for like the major ones you know now he's becoming like I mean, I think he's already was a major household name from Kuchko but with the talk show, I feel like it's just like, he's becoming like an important figure and a figure that everyone knows. And when he does something, everyone pays attention to it.
0: Yeah. It's made him into a media personality.
1: Mm-hmm. And it yeah. also
0: kind of. Um... A little
1: bit transgressive too, right?
0: Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah everyone, everyone
1: knows he's gay, but he can't say it.
0: Yeah, and yeah, he, ha- he does ask some pretty like salty questions. Well, he does, but well, like
1: it's just sort of like kind of just a fun thing that we all know about him. But he can never really he's go out there.
0: He has said as much as you can without said saying as yeah. much as you can yeah. without saying it really. Um, um, but he also kind of kind of. In, in a in a little way pulls you behind the curtain of kind of like the filmy fraternity yeah. and kind of lets you peek in on how they interact with one another and and, and kind of and then kind of you know it's, it's inter- hilarious that he's actually kind in. of
1: relatable even <laughs> though like nepotism wealth access he has all of these things but you also just kind of you still like the guy and it's because he's able to come and be on this TV show and just you get to see mm-hmm. him interact with people which I guess Amir Khan's kind of got like that Oprah show sort of, the one that was very teaching people things and very social issues focused. But the the Karen Johar show was just like him hanging out with his buddies, and <laughs> you kind of feel like you're his and friend make,
0: and making them compete for his affection.
1: But like you're also, <laughs> you know, you kind of feel like his friend, and you're also invested in the Karen Johar project.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a, a statement that I don't think is an overly bold one. I think uh, this is probably something that we're all gonna agree with. I feel like this film is that Karen Johar could only make it after kind of 25 years yeah, <laughs> of directing yeah. and producing movies. This to yeah. me really feels like uh like a culmination of his aesthetic, His point of view and just kind of everything um, that we've seen um, from from stuff he's directed, but also stuff he's produced, obviously, like he produces a lot of films with Dharma. Yeah. Um, And and I think that is I think you could watch this film without ever having seen another Bollywood film and enjoy it. In fact, I know some people who have never seen another Bollywood film and they've seen they've seen this and they did really like it. Um, But I feel like there is so much kind of texture and love for Bollywood in this film um, that it was like on, on one hand, yes, it's just an enjoyable romantic comedy with incredibly likable leads. How could you not love it? But for Bollywood fans like us, I think like this just like really like hit me at least like just right in all the feels right in all in all in like right to my heart <laughs> in terms of just kind of um what it was delivering
1: yeah i wouldn't say yeah. it's like overly referential of his other movies but like you but can feel his style
0: there's lines but there's also references to um to classic bollywood and i'm sure there's there's some that are oh, completely like we're not getting yeah completely going over our head especially in terms of a lot of the songs but you know there's there's lines to some of his previous films. There's, you know, references to Bansali. I also can't help but feel that naming one of the characters Rocky, naming Ranbir Singh Rocky, has to be a reference to his own debut in DDLJ. Yeah. yeah. His character's name is Rocky. Um,
2: I mean, to me, this is like watching, you know, like a Tarantino movie where, like, I don't know if I get all the references, you know? I don't know if yeah. I... I mean, because Tarantino like, he pulls from a lot of references I know nothing about.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: um but it's but it's like still enjoyable because it's still like on its own a well made movie. and I, and i I've encouraged people who have not watched Bollywood movies to go see it because mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I'm just like it's it's fun and you'll enjoy it, and it's it represents, I think, what's the best part of Bollywood and like the you know, mainstream pop art of Bollywood. Mm-hmm. And that, like, it might encourage you then to um, go back and, you know, try to pick out all the references. I mean, to me, like, you know, it's it's like your it's like Om Shanti Om, right? In like your journey with it It's like how when you watch older movies, you see all the references to from Om Shanti Om, and you're like, okay, now I get it. And mm-hmm. it's like that's how, you know, that's how you learn. And um, mm-hmm. I think it's it's such a. um I, I think he explains his references enough that you kind of at least get the context of it and that it's also not alienating or exclusionary or anything like that.
1: It's also not just a pile of references. And no. Yeah, it, it tells yeah an it's like a real movie. It's sort a of vital story. Um, I think uh, uh, Alia Bots family, uh, with the dad being like a, a dancer and the way that that plays out in the story, I think that's actually really interesting. I've never seen a character like that in a Hindi film, as far as I could tell, yeah, uh, kind of like a grown up Billy Elliot almost like yeah. someone who engages in a more feminine quote unquote art form
0: well, like, and Karen Johar has talked about how that character is kind of based on himself how yeah. he he danced more feminine as a as a kid
1: so that that's that's something new, really interesting like we've definitely seen you know families going at it. I did find that this is I I don't think I would trust Karen Johar to do a film about someone who wasn't like fairly well off. Mm -hmm. Uh, Same thing you can level at Zoya Akhtar except she did it in Gully Boy but like he does make movies about rich people for the most part. Um, And I thought it might be more interesting if uh, Ronnie's family was a bit less well off, which they are. Like the Don lakshmi Corporation is gigantic but like it doesn't really think about the class conflict that much.
0: Yeah, but that's also kind of a part of like classic melodrama, right? Because the, because the point is, um, the point is about those kind of universal, relatable um, emotions and kind of family dynamics, and it's also about that kind of escapism. And so yeah. the, the wealth is a part of that escapism.
1: Yeah, I mean, I shouldn't have. i i I will clarify i was not expecting this to have anything like that but it is something that when he tries to not uh, have wealthy people being the main characters like like my name is my My name Name. is khan for instance he's he's definitely not the guy you get for that sort of movie Mm
0: -hmm. but like
1: he's able to find so many facets of rich people falling in love that work really well so um you
0: know yeah I just but I just anyway, always think and I, I'm i not saying that anyone here is doing that but I just always think sometimes like uh complaining that like um romance films or melodrama is like oh it's always like about rich people is I don't know it's just a little like it's a, it's, it's a, reductive it's reductive and it's a very easy criticism when it's like well these things are also supposed to be kind of like escapist like there's a lot of reasons why people enjoy <laughs> this kind of um this kind of wealthy setting and it doesn't mean that you know every that like films without a wealthy setting aren't as enjoyable but there is still something uh there that you know i think it's kind of yeah it's reductive to say that like everything should be relatable on a socioeconomic level because that's not what pe- people don't always want to you know just see movies about like the middle class or the working class or etc you know what I mean
2: I mean I would say that like this movie is about class in a really interesting way Mm -hmm. where it's not just you know rich boy poor girl or poor boy rich girl it's like uh, the matter of like education as well Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. um, yeah you know like speaking English versus speaking Hindi or Punjabi and also you know like how ronnie's family is very snobby even if they don't have the same bank account they do look down on rocky and his family Mm. because they're not they're like a rags to riches story kind of you know i don't you know i don't i don't know if they're like literally rags to riches but um they are new money right and ronnie's family old money and they come from a you know, an old crumbling haveli, you know, rather than some like fancy decked out mansion. Mm-hmm. And, um, but they, they're, they're old money, they are artistic, they're English speaking, they are, you know, more sophisticated, more liberal. So it's like this like kind of class dichotomy of like, yeah, we might not be as rich as you are, but we have class, we have elegance, we have art, and mm-hmm. your family can't even like talk to each other. So like mm-hmm. I think there is that class dynamic. And I think all of Karan Johar's movies do have an element of classism. I mean, because mm-hmm. Gajol's family in K3G was not a wealthy family. Yeah. You know, they um, they were looked down upon for being from the, like, poor neighborhood of John Lee right? Mm-hmm. And even in Kuchko Chota, you know, Gajol, again, in that movie, like, she doesn't have that, like, you know, English, British, you know, education that Rani Mukherjee has. And she's just, like, a tomboy that can't get her act together, you know? Mm -hmm. And so there is that, like, element of it in all of his movies. I think even in Kabiyoho Danakena, there's a lot of money anxiety in that movie because of the fact that Shah Rukh Khan's character wasn't the breadwinner. And he he was just a soccer coach, you know? And, like, a kid's soccer coach. I was thinking about this the other day. This money thing is always on his mind. It's just, yeah, it doesn't play out in a more literal sense of, like, we have no money, we're destitute. But yeah, you know yeah. how these different classes interact with each other is a part of his movies
0: yeah for sure and i and yeah that's a really good point because i didn't mean to imply that like it's without a class element i just no i, I really know i know hate, no i know yeah <laughs> I know you understand <laughs> i just really hate sometimes when people criticize yeah, no, escapist populist entertainment yeah. um just because you know it has uh, you know it's it's filled with fancy clothes and locations and
2: yeah I totally and houses
0: agree. um you know because like again like people like that is enjoyable to look at on screen like you yeah. can't tell me that all of the designer brands in this film and these incredible uh houses that they live in uh and just kind of every like all the opulence on screen um that that's not like a big part of what's enjoyable about these kinds of films well
1: i'm gonna use a, um, i'm gonna use a metaphor that i think you'll get Manish, i don't know if you will okay but like modern day star trek stuff when it's set in the sit <laughs> like it's set in the discovery area it's set in the enterprise era like it looks so fancy and amazing because that's what we've come to look for in sci-fi entertainment but it's supposed to take place at the same time as these 60s shows where like the budget wasn't there so I think just Karen Johar's worldview and his eyes just look at things <laughs> like things are just going to be glitzier and glamorier and more covered in brands and better laid out and just like set designed in a way because that's just the way that he views the world.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's just that's just his perspective. I, I, yeah, that's like his perspective. Off... Beauty, I think, is a part of his perspective.
1: Yeah. And he, he has a very like he has a commercial yeah. sense of beauty.
0: And yeah.
2: we're coming out of a decade of movies where it's all about like small town villages that yeah. are learning to like use a toilet or whatever. And <laughs> yes. um, I like and that, that movie, that- but, oh, no, but yes. No, I'm- I, sorry, <laughs> I, I, I just bring that up that one up specifically because it's the one that I was sticks in my mind. But yeah. like it's a whole j- mini genre of movies, right? With like um, what's his face, Bankas Dribati and Aishman Karana. and they're like yeah. I, balding, I like to think of Ayesha a character
1: all being the same guy. And over the course of years, he just learned so much and he's just like, Yeah, exactly. right
2: now. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, like, I can't be too mad at the glitz and the glamour because A, I love it. And B, like, again, like, when do we see this in yeah. the 2020s? You know? Apart
1: from Bonsali, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: But I think going back to what you were saying about some of those class elements, I think that's ultimately like, I was, I was probably going to love this film regardless. Like, again, it would really have to pull uh, the rug out from under me and do just kind of something like what happens in the third act of Adel Haymushul that made me really turn against that film oh, uh, for me to not love this. Like, I know I was in the tank, but I really, I was really kind of just taken with all of the social messages in the film, which I yeah. don't think Karen Johar is like trying to push down your throat, I think they're things that have just kind of come from his own experiences and from kind of, you know, uh his own observations and beliefs in and and kind of, you know, coming out of um wanting to encourage a more progressive society. And so, you know, like I love the contrast between Aliabot's kind of educated progressive Bengali family and Ramveer Singh's like new money uh, Punjabi family. But it's I interesting love... though
1: because he comes off like they should A, give the person who wrote the subtitles a huge raise because the way that they show the way that he talks is amazing and it's not like translated in a way to kind of make it seem more no, There's nostalgic.
2: like an internal logic to yeah. his It's uh, hilarious. Yeah, like that's
1: great. He's, he definitely stands out against the rest of his family, though. Like, he's kind of, like, gym guy, kind of dumb, but secretly smart guy. But the rest of them are kind of, like, still classy. They're they're trying to be that way.
0: Like, they're trying to put on airs?
1: I don't know if they're trying to put on airs. I I just think that's the way they are. Okay. Because, like, apart from the, the grandma, Jayabachan, the rest of them have grown up with both their whole lives. Mm-hmm. They're not, like... I it, it's kind of that stealth wealth thing yeah I guess like they they don't um
0: well except for they're again very gaudy and flashy
1: no 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 I would say that Ranveer Singh his clothing very very gaudy and flashy he drives around in yeah. sweet cars he sits on the hood <laughs> like the rest of them they're more like the Roys in succession like I could tell that that's a really expensive Kurta really expensive uh sorry or something but like it doesn't scream the way that all of these crazy Gucci jackets that he wears all the time does like he's an outlier, even among his family.
2: If it's kind of an interesting scene um, with his sister, you know, when um, Ronnie's at the house and just, it's like the first time she goes down to the kitchen, she stops by um, his sister Guy Three's room and she's like trading and she kind of Mm -hmm. switches automatically to pretending she's on the phone with some store to like buy a pair of shoes yeah, and uh, that was a really interesting little moment for me because, like, it seems that like the expectation of her as a character, but also just like for them is to like be very consumerist, and so like we don't we don't get to see like how they are with their like friends, like how she is with her friends, or you know what she's like. But um, I to to me, I think they all kind of have this like yeah putting on airs and also they're just very regressive family yes. yeah, in how they here. yeah and how they like you know we don't really see his mother or his sister leave the house ever yeah. um I mean, and in any sort of like meaningful way and uh it's just very like um they're trying to be both yeah like wealthy and you know you know like wealthy and accepted into society but also they don't seem to have any kind of social grace or self-awareness about how they come across to people but so his dad won
1: the Punjabi of the year award
2: yeah but um
1: he must be yeah, at least i, I don't know what that, for that award yeah right i was also wondering is this the same as the uh yeah. um the Gavru of the year of the award from Chandigarh Karyashki
0: that's like a weightlifting competition. No,
1: it was like the coolest dude award. Was
0: it? I Thought it was like a weight.
2: <laughs> I think we that thing to me was is a like, part
1: of the competition.
2: I think that award, like it's like, um, to me, it's like a Punjabi community being like, "Hey, one of us, like, is now really successful and wealthy," and you know what i mean like it's yeah, yeah. it's I'm, like I'm one just, of those business I, awards that they I'm like, you like, know what you know what to like give to each other yeah it's, no, it's
1: one of those you know jerk off business guy awards yeah, yeah.
2: like you know attorney of the year like 30 yeah. under 30 type things yeah
0: but going back to um rambir singh's family i i think it's really valuable the way that that johar kind of discusses and presents the regressive attitudes of this family I think it's really um I think it's really bold and really important that he shows the way that um that like patriarchal ideals and ways that women are um repressed can be handed down by matriarchs that just thinks
1: the daughter's a burden so does Jayabakhchum like, they got to marry her off as soon as possible. And but the it, fact that she's a bit bigger is just, like, a huge pain in the ass for them. And they have never thought of anything apart from her, apart from, like, yeah, let's get her married off to someone fancy. But
0: what I'm saying is the way that he puts Jay Bachchan is that at the head of that family and has her kind of the one who's really perpetuating,
1: reinforcing it, yeah, yeah
0: reinforcing um, these patriarchal no- norms that hurt women I think is really important. I think it's yeah. important that he shows um, that these things uh, can be can be carried on that the women are just as much of a part of them as men are yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's incredibly important. I think um you know everything he's doing with the sister um, is a breath of fresh air like at first I was really wincing at all the jokes and comments they were making about her weight. And then I realized kind of as the film went on why they were doing like what Johar was doing in terms of kind of um first showing us those jokes, making us feel uncomfortable about them to show us that like that's not acceptable.
1: <laughs> and Rocky is not participating.
0: Yes. Uh, but he's
1: just a genuinely good dude who has sort of a shitty family.
0: Yeah.
2: But and I we- think he I mean he, he does participate though, because he's he tells her like. I can get you onto keto and like work out oh, with right. me and stuff. Like, but I, I don't that think he's more of a Jim that, Bro like... guy though. Yeah, but like, I don't think he, I think what's so interesting about his character, like especially that whole like cancel culture monologue mm-hmm. he does, which, yeah. you know, at first I was kind of like, oh man, what, what's going on here? But I think it's like, even he is having that like glass shattering moment of like, my family is really messed up and I didn't notice it because I was the golden child. You yeah. Know? yeah. I was the like, the one that was going to take over the business and I, you know, like they let me do whatever. And like, I could like walk in and be CEO for a day and then I cannot, you know, Um, I don't think he realizes it. And I think it's his realization of like, Oh, a lot of the things I thought were normal aren't actually normal and aren't actually healthy. And it's a learning process. And that to me is like how progressive this movie is, is that like, yeah. you know, it, it's not like he wakes up one day and he's like, you know wearing a pink hat and like marching but it's like he's like slowly realizing things and he's also then like putting in the work to um show that he's actually you know t- taking in and embracing what he's learning and and seeing
0: mm-hmm. he's kind
1: of like connor for real in uh, pop star <laughs> never, stop- never stopping never <laughs> stopping
0: okay uh i thought that it was more kind of returning to those themes that we saw in Bajranath Ki Dalhania, but doing it a lot more successfully because I, I... We still like that movie. I still like Bajranath People, I mean, the three
2: of us are like the biggest and only fans of that movie. The people
1: didn't read that one. And also the, what do they call it? The heart muscle, the heart string of like the Indian fathers falling over, having a heart attack whenever something happens. Bang on about that one. That shit happens all the time. Yeah. (laughs) I...
0: Yeah, I I've continued to go to bat for Buddenoth Ketelhadia. It's not completely successful, um but I think the way it approaches uh toxic masculinity is really interesting and I think really valuable. But then what I see here um is it's just a, this is a much more uh nuanced take on those themes and I think yeah. a lot less problematic. And part of why I think it's more successful here other than like, you know, he doesn't try and kidnap her and there are no um, kind of jokes about sexual assault. Like, I admit there's some stuff in Badranath Kidohania that's hard to defend.
1: It's a little cringy, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a lot more successful here because not only do you have Renvir Singh's character, not only do you have Rocky kind of being like, look, this is the way I was raised. I didn't know these things were wrong. I'm learning to do better. But also you speaking to to Ali Abad's Ben Bengali family yeah you're making fun of me you're not you're not mm. treating me the way you expect the way that you think I should be treating others yeah so I think calling out that two-way street <laughs> uh was so I don't know I just I found I found that really refreshing and really like I, I thought that was a really powerful statement mm-hmm. all it
1: took was one trip to the bra store and he was all figured out
0: yeah. 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 No, I'm just kidding.
2: Okay. You know,
0: would
2: yeah. you guys agree? I mean, would you guys? Well, I I guess like my hot take about this movie is that I think the in the second half, I think the Rocky half of the story is a little bit more successful than the Ronnie half of the story, and I only say mm-hmm. that because um, I there's sometimes I feel like I have this like stereotype about like Netflix original plotting with movies Mm. where it's just like things just feel very easy Mm -hmm. and i felt like with ronnie like i really struggled with um well as someone who's looking for a job it annoyed me that guy three can just has a friend at this network and gets a job i was like okay i need a ronnie to get me a job yeah, it also doesn't um, make that's nepotism,
1: sense. Baby. It also
2: doesn't like, make why sense. Why isn't she working why... at like on a trade floor? Like, why? Yeah, like, she should she... be working yeah.
1: for a firm. She shouldn't be doing her picks like, on uh, TV. Anymore. It yeah. doesn't
0: make sense why they would hire her. Like,
2: yeah, she...
0: that's because, not like, the right industry. To,
2: like, <laughs> how hard is it to get a job in 2023? And this movie definitely takes place in 2023 <laughs> yeah. or 2022. I'm like, there has to be an open job that's there, she has to have the right skills for it. No one's just going to hire someone based off of recommendation from
1: their An reporter, anchor.
2: Exactly. Right? So that's yeah. A. That's like what, That's like Netflix plot in A.
1: The, and then the B. song competition too, that was a little. Oh my weird. God,
2: that drove me nuts. And here's why. Because I was like, I was hoping for a little bit more, like the way that the Rocky thing is so nuanced of like, hey, you are accusing me of being, a, of being rude to you, but you're also being a bad. I was hoping there'd be a little bit more nuanced from there of like, ronnie kind of coming in and being like i know this family i know this dynamics i know what needs to happen and just kind of like taking over and i was like that's an interesting thing for her because she's so smart she's so educated she's so sure of her views and of her you know liberal progressive values it'd be kind of cool for her to see that like she can't just kind of waltz in and change everyone's lives you know that's just that's
1: the, the sonam kapoor movie um where she goes in and changes the prince's life. What the hell was that called? The Disney? Kubsura. Kubsura, yeah. Like, like, kind of t- sneaking in. I agree. In and- but yeah. that
2: feels like it felt more accurate in that movie just because, like, that was the tone of the movie and it was just one.
1: Yeah.
2: It was just like, that's just like, I don't know. It felt like this felt more just like very easy TV movie plotting of like, she just happens to record her and she gets the audition and then she's on yeah. TV and, like, It feels Um, like there
1: was a little bit missing in his dad's character because we see that like he didn't really have a good male role model because young Darmendra falls down the stairs, right? Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so like he never really had a dad and his mom was like really forbidding like don't hang out with your dad, you know, learn to be business.
0: Controlling.
1: And then he just grows up to be kind of a cartoonish villain I think there's yeah. there's nuance to
0: inability to love.
1: Yeah. And like it maybe like five more minutes on that would have been good. I, I thought Jay Bachchan's character was good because yeah, she's internalizing the patriarchy and kind of being like, I need to be yeah. a super cold bitch to run this company. No one would take me seriously otherwise. I kind of got um I kind of got ostracized as soon as I showed up.
0: I, I do kind of love how irredeemable it is because sometimes how, how irredeemable she is. Yeah. I think you know unlike unlike a maybe a lesser film like there's this movie doesn't i mean there are some like huge contrivances that are obviously convenient but the overall messages i think um it isn't it isn't as convenient as it could sometimes be in the movies yeah. maybe you never are going to convince that one older family member who is set in their ways yeah. Um, and you just kind of need to accept that and move I,
1: on like I I think one of the scenes I really liked the best was when a, like she's not a super villain every single day she goes on oh, Sundays when to when you are
0: making the ladders yeah she
1: goes on Sundays to her factory and makes latus and like she has a sort of internality that she enjoys doing one thing yeah you know and it's an artistic creation it's it's how she made all of her money too um and you know they could have gone into that more but I think it's just interesting and you could kind of see why Darmendra was cheating on her right
0: yeah I, th- I think one of the reasons why in the back half of the film the the stuff with um with Ronnie is less successful aside from some of these contrivances um that we've already and like I do think you accept a certain amount of contrivance when you when you sit down and watch like a romantic comedy like sure, this. Sure. but they are you're right in that they're just a little too convenient um and a little too like they, you you don't believe them <laughs> like there's there is there's a level of disbelief that you just can't quite suspend uh for a couple of them but no, I, I think it's because
2: feel, yeah sorry go ahead
0: oh I was just gonna say I think it's because Ronnie kind of has less to learn.
2: Yeah, she's got her shit together.
0: <laughs> like Ronnie has less to learn than Rocky. Like she still yeah. has a bit to learn of just kind of like how I guess to be a guest in someone else's home. Slightly
1: more traditional um their religious ceremonies yeah, and the way you have has, to dress and stuff.
0: Yeah, how maybe to to compromise a bit. But like it's Rocky's family that is a lot more regressive. Like it just feels like everything going on with um with ronnie's family with 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 them dealing with rocky is a lot more a lot more potent
2: <laughs> yeah 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 i agree um i i guess i was kind of hoping for something a little bit more nuance of being like you know maybe she just needs, needs to learn that like hey you know you can't change the entire family within three months because yeah. they have decades of you know um of their own stuff going on and you know she doesn't know this family so and like she also fixes I was hoping there'd be a little too. bit more of like maybe her, maybe like the mother-in-law saying like hey look I do love to sing but I don't want to go on a singing competition okay. like but I it's felt like a little bit too much like she has to like turn everyone into like I mean, I hate to say this, but, like, it felt very girl bossy, you know? Yeah. And well, she like,
1: fixes the business with her uh, commercial Yeah, that was
2: another very, like, Netflix original type thing of, like, the magic pitch that changes the business. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, look, I got a marketing degree, and I don't I can't just walk into <laughs> I guess I'm bringing a lot of my own baggage to this, but I'm. you can't just, like, walk into a meeting and, like, also, I can't imagine that, like, they would have they wouldn't have data showing that their ads were not working you know yeah. like I just like it just it felt very much like you know we just need I don't it just felt very convenient in a way that I was just kind of like it took me out of it mm-hmm. and it was a little disappointing because I really loved how nuanced and progressive and modern you know the rocky half of the movie is and this other half felt very you know surface level
1: would it have made more sense if she didn't go to their house
2: no, I mean I liked it. I just I like that she goes there. I like I like you know, I like that's the whole concept of the movie, right? Is that like the they both switch. But um I I think that I agree that she has less to learn, but I think that there was room for her character yeah. to have a little bit more to learn.
0: Yeah, um, I and to solve everyone's
2: problems in three months.
0: Yeah, I think they could have done a little bit more development there
2: yeah
1: um, or giving her a few more edges that need to get sanded off like if yeah. she was like a real hard ass at the at the news show she interviews that guy at the beginning and she kind of dresses him down but for the most part like her business seems pretty chill she's got that nerd who follows her around who wants to marry her um but that's not a problem like everything's going fine there but like if she was a bit more like workaholic or something, she could have learned this lower lifestyle of making Ladus or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I wanted to go back to kind of just what you were just touching on there though, Manish, that like about the switch. I think it is really important that we have them both switching because I think we see in a lot of other films um, that often it's just the it's just the woman who has to adapt to um her her husband's family or the guy and, who
1: sneaks in and makes himself available and everyone loves him.
0: that's true yes and in, in DDLJ you do have kind of Shah Rukh Khan infiltrating but usually I feel like you know you get a lot of um you get a lot of you know yeah the wife has to adapt because she's going into her husband's family yeah and so like I, I couldn't help but as we were watching this think about um two Juti main Makar which came out earlier this year, which Matt and I absolutely the hated, stuck. but had... Did you see that one?
2: No. I read the Don't plot bother. on Wikipedia because, like, as you, know, as you guys mentioned on, online, as people saw, I was like, this movie does not look good, but I need to know what the story is. And the <laughs> story just made me annoyed because I'm like, there's oh. a cute way to tell that story. And I feel like I can't imagine it was done in, like, a way that is palatable.
0: Yeah, I, I don't recommend it. But like a big part of that film is Shraddha Kapoor trying to like adapt to Ranbir Kapoor's family. Who are like, too
1: loving and helpful. They're is too
0: loving. They're too good. And yeah. like she's just not used to being around that that many people. But again, they like do it as like a trial to see if like this relationship work work out and there's other things happen in that, but I couldn't help but think about it. There's one
1: other thing that happens in that movie. There's not a lot to that.
0: But I couldn't help but think about it and how like, I just, I, that movie like did not work for me. Whereas here I really liked that they, that it was equal, right? That, you know, Ronnie comes up with this idea, but you know, she believes that they both need to, adapt to one another's family they both need to make sure that it's a good fit on both sides in order for them to have a future together which I yeah. really appreciated. it's not asking one side to bend for the other
1: well in that in that Ravir Kapoor movie they, they are also like we just put another level on the house you could live there that solves everything which you could do <laughs> okay. in this movie too if you wanted to
0: okay so something we haven't talked about yet that I want to make sure we touch on is the like the love triangle between Dharmendra and Shabana Azmi and jaya Bachchan, because one thing i really appreciated about this film is uh is kind of having those parallel romances kind of having that rediscovery with dharmendra and shabana azmi later in life uh and how it mirrors you know rocky and ranny and kind of you know encourages them you know in, in a way that like they need to go for this also, the backstory of Darmendra and Shabana Azmi, I couldn't help but think of Kabi, Kabi the whole time. Like
1: mm-hmm.
0: they met yeah. at like a poetry conference in Shimla. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah, how do you
0: not think of Kabi, Kabi? Well,
1: I mean, I'm sure that's that's intentional.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I just like, I don't know. I I I felt that whole that whole storyline felt so bittersweet to me because you know they bring they find Shivana Azmi they, you know, they were only in love for like a week. They were both married to someone else, but those weren't happy marriages. But like the way that Darmendra like performs just kind of, you know, like he's, you know, clearly dealing with dementia. But then when he's reconnected with Shivana Azmi like, I don't, like, I got really emotional over it. I thought that was like a lovely, uh, I don't know, just a lovely a little like B plot throughout the film. Well, it's an
1: interesting excuse for a meet cute too? Like, how yeah. often do characters meet where it's like we got to hook our grandparents up? Yeah, and that does not. Yeah, happen. that
2: I love. Yeah, mm-hmm. I um I found that the um I I found it really interesting because you know as you're mentioning like the two parallel to me that really stuck out during the kind of old older song medley. Mm. Where you have, you know, Damenda and Shaban Azmi not really being able to fully um consummate their relationship, and not just in a sexual way, but even just to like they're still kind of bound by this fact yeah. that like he is married. I mean, I don't think he even knows he's married, but she yeah. knows he is. And yeah. um, I don't think that's a line that she would cross. Um but she does want to. And I think you on that on one hand you have that. Then the other hand you have Rocky and Ronnie mm-hmm. kind of being able to um, you know, make out and flirt with each other very openly during that musical number. And it's sort of like they get to have I mean, like they say in the movie, like right, like they get to have the love story that we didn't get to have.
0: Yeah.
2: And um I think it's such a I I love the me cute of it all because I did not expect that. I did not know anything about that um that like I don't think that storyline was hinted at at all in the ads. Not really. It's just I some found, people. Basically. I knew
0: the actors were in it, but I didn't know who was going to be playing who.
2: Yeah, and I thought that it was just kind of like I thought it would kind of be like, you know, a Kupsura type movie where Alibot comes in and maybe she, you know, reunites the family. <laughs> And, you know, kind of brings him back to health. Because I think mean, there are a few shots in the trailer where she's, like, feeding him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, I can see how, like, she brings him back to health and whatever. But um, I didn't expect it at all. And I thought it was so, it's so very typical of Karan Johar to really present a love story in a really unique way, as he's done for almost all of his movies. And to be very um, just, uh, you know, very blasé about this, like, affair mm-hmm. which at first I was kind of like but how come no one's really talking about the fact that like he's openly cheating on his wife and like granted I know he has dementia and stuff but like I I, I want to see the movie again because I felt like there was something lacking for me in terms of like mm-hmm. J.A. Bacchan's sort of like reaction to it because she seemed offended but then she didn't really say it. there was no scene where she talked about it
1: well it seemed like she didn't she know has- she didn't know that they were meeting though
2: I well she saw like a few times like at that wedding and she saw that like it was kind of disappointing that like they have this like big makeup sesh. Yeah and the scene just kind of cuts and I'm like, but no one had any reaction to this kissing? But like, that's such a like
1: I thought they were keeping it more darring... on the deal though. Like I I you know, but
2: I in the first that... scene when when yeah. they introduce get reintroduced, he yeah. gets up and makes up and kisses her. And I'm like, that's such a strange thing to see your grandfather do. I want to see that conversation, and I felt like did that
1: to that other girl at the party, though. Too remember, Mm -hmm.
2: yeah, I guess. guess, But it just felt like I wanted some more reactions from Rocky's family about what what this means and what they're doing. And because, like, to me, I'm kind of like maybe Jay Bhajan just has no respect or care for him, so she doesn't care that he's doing this. But then, like at that wedding, he looks. She looks very like shocked and offended that. Openly, this is happening. Yeah. So where like she's coming up to him and like, you know, looking at him and like flirting with him in front of everyone. You know, I just I don't know. But I loved it because I thought that like maybe there doesn't need to be reaction. Maybe it's kind of just like, this, you know, affair that they all just kind of have to accept because that's just you know he's in his last years of his life and yeah, this mm-hmm. is all, he's fixated on this and we just have to let it happen and um I mean, she
1: could have got mad at him and shouted at him but like what's that going to do he's not going to remember
0: it also doesn't seem like there's was really ever that much love in their marriage even potentially before I, I, yeah
2: true? no i know i guess i'm just thinking like after like what like 70 years of marriage or whatever <laughs> not 70 but yeah. like after that many years of marriage like they had not have any like i'm not saying love but any of these kind of like ownership over him or any kind of like mm. you know i don't know i just to me like there was a little bit missing there but I kind of liked it as I think about it more I kind of like that it's very much centered on this love story and not the ancillary parts of it which I think is what makes it so interesting yeah the ambiguity I find that to be actually kind of refreshing and does take me back to you know the very progressive transgressive romances that Yastropra does like Gabi Gabi you know Lamhe (laughs) Yeah. You know, all the movies that we love, right? John even touches on stuff like this. Yeah. Um, well, and, and, and Sharon so,
0: yeah. Johar has also admitted that he's always that he's always fascinated by infidelity. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this is not a, a Bollywood reference, but it reminds me a bit of Away from Her, the Sarah Polly mm-hmm. film. Um, which I mean is centered on kind of the the romance between um a husband and wife and an elf. An elderly couple and, and she develops um, dimension he kind of has to accept that you know she's kind of has like a new guy in her life that she meets in, in her assisted living facility um, so like the, that film is like just about that storyline whereas again yeah. there's a lot going on here but I just I I love the the subtlety that he kind of yeah the, the ambiguity and the nuance and the subtlety that he kind of approaches um, yeah. This little love triangle that's just kind of, you know, it's not the A plot, it's a bit more the B plot, but I just, there's something I think incredibly bittersweet about it. And, yeah. and yeah, I, again, you can't, you can't help but think of Yash Chopra right. when you watch it again. Yeah. Cause of that transgressiveness and, you know, like Kavi Kavi has that same thing of like, you know, poetry, poetry, not of, even once. And a couple who, you know, are split up and then it's their kids later on so yeah, you yeah. know like i that had
1: a motorcycle chase though with explorations as i recall in the ending
0: <laughs> yeah
2: the one thing uh, missing from this movie yeah,
1: they could have put that in there <laughs> but... <laughs> uh
0: what did people think of the songs i think they're all really great um i think like the standout kind of moment is is seeing rambir sing do dola Ray dola yeah, yeah. um you know to see him doing katek uh and then just kind of that dev Doss homage merge into this incredible song uh just absolute perfection it's been an amazing year for homages to dev Doss. manish have you seen polite society yet
2: not yet oh my god i have to i have to rent like it it's really good i'm sure i'm sure
0: Matt, your um, favorite song was the opening song
1: my, my favorite song is heartthrob g just because i always like the club bangers i like the um you know thousand extras
0: you like the cameos
1: i like the jumka song i i think it's what jumka yeah yes. oh that one yeah that. <laughs> <laughs> i like uh how he's like oh yeah come to my family's wrestling arena like what really okay <laughs> and then it's just there for that one scene i think that's a lot of fun um you know as you know as our listeners know like since we don't speak Hindi, a lot of the more romantic ballads kind of go over our heads sometimes, mm-hmm. so I'm more attracted to the spectacle, but, uh, you know, I can appreciate the emotions. I try. Um, but, uh, yeah, I always like the sort of club bangers. Um I thought it was a little bit weird, though, bringing out all these other girls who are not in the film, <laughs> uh, but are famous and... <laughs> Like I, I didn't really understand why they were doing it. I, I appreciated it, but it's like five minutes into the movie. Well, let's just have Ananya Pandey show up. Let's have Sarah Ali Khan show up as themselves. <laughs> Who are they supposed to be?
0: It's so Karen Johar can show his commitment to nepotism.
2: Yeah. No, but I mean it's i all I, look great. That's definitely a thing that's <laughs> happened before. I mean,
0: yes. He
2: did like,
1: most of those stars already.
2: Yeah. Um I will. I love seeing Johnny Kapoor like in a song like that because I feel like she's always playing like distressed girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This was also really Earth nice to
0: see right after Bawal. We were like, oh, there's the Varun Dawan we love. I loved it. There's the Shami Kapoor we love. Yeah. Like it was yeah. a nice, it's a very nice palate cleanser. Um, I'm still holding out hope that, I don't know, Sarah Lee Khan's going to like hit her. Good movie? Yeah. I still I don't know. I still I still like her. Um and I and I like um, a few I like all of these. Yeah,
2: I like I, I love them all too. <laughs> I mean, I think like unfortunately the one movie I'm really interested in for Sarah Ali Khan is unavailable to me because it's on that Geo Cinema that does not exist.
0: Yeah. We, um, the ones we're having the same issue. And I'm she like,
2: and like there's like three movies I'm dying to see and they're uh, all on Geo Cinema and yeah. I'm like what is wrong with this universe? Yeah. Nadia, um,
0: it's like Zara, yeah. Hatke, K. We talked about it in it's our mid. It's the
1: Cartagarian one, right? Yeah. yeah.
2: No, no, it's it's no. um the Vicky Kostel, in- isn't it? Vicky
0: Goshel, Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Because there was also the Kar- Kartagarian one that looked pretty good. People said it was good. We'll never know. That one, um,
0: we will get the opportunity to see. it. That's with Kiara Advani.
1: Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah um, that service. My... Uh, not, that service is discriminatory against us in North
2: America. It's like it's. It's just, like, not real to me. I'm like, I just need it. like, why well, just make a deal with Netflix We can watch this stuff? You know? Yeah, um, yeah it's,
0: it's... There's a strike
2: on they Or Hotstar, even.
1: Hotstar. Hotstar makes sense, yeah.
0: Well, it, it's just, it's... Or even just, like, give us the opportunity to rent it on yeah. Apple. Like, yeah, I will... Right. I'm not opposed paying, like...
2: Yeah, the exactly. Five
0: or seven dollars to just sit down and watch the movie. I, like, I just want to see it. And...
1: You can't already. Uh,
0: yeah honestly
2: it's
0: it's it's frustrating because um I think for the most part there is an understanding that um not just Bollywood but Indian cinema in general now has a global audience um and not just um NRIs like there's people all over the world who who are interested and and yeah I would really like to see that film too (laughs)
2: I think and, and other and, films
0: on Geo Cinema, like i just convey
2: Vedha and, and awesome. baby i'd have a lot of crossover appeal because they're more yeah. genre-y
0: yeah
2: and i can imagine that like a lot of you know like my film bro friends would like those movies a lot and Is bloody, as I? bloody
1: daddy on there too
0: yeah, yeah. And again we talk about this in the mid-year review but there are there are two films that uh that premiered at TIFF last year, um, kind of more art house films that I was really looking forward to. And that's where they've gone. They've never come out here. So, yeah, frustrating. Um, anyway, songs. What do you my, think of the songs?
2: I, I love all the songs. I loved that there were songs that were not um, released before. Mm-hmm. So like, <laughs> um, excuse me. Um, but I think like, you know, what Jimco has like, has like taken over my life <laughs> um, I'm obsessed with the song um, I don't know if you guys know but it's like a remix of like a really famous old song mm-hmm. and yeah. I was kind of like wondering like how are they going to um, like what's the context of this song and it's just like there's no context it just happens yeah and like Come there's to my no reason like why we'll hang out <laughs> that's it there's <laughs> no reason why it's this remix you know there's no <laughs> thing where she like drops an earring and then the song starts it's like mm-hmm. just it's so random i love it it's the best but yeah. i really liked um the Gamale a lot in the movie because i loved how i love the framing of it through ali abat's characters you know fantasy mm-hmm. and I, a lot of the choices in that song make so much sense in context and the song actually like blossoms in the movie which it's a nice song when you listen to i mean it's it was a nice song when i like first heard it but it was kind of like that's a little generic but then like in the movie i'm like this makes so much sense and actually it's clicking yeah. um i it's really I, liked, I really liked all the songs like heartthrob was great you know the dave das and dance number all that was like sh- like shocking to see that like wow this like masculine mm-hmm. you know movie star hero type is like doing this very feminine feminine dance and I was like, wow, this is just like, this is 2023 for you. Like, I love it. Mm-hmm. And doing it, like, without any irony. Like, it's so sincere. It's so genuine. It's so authentic. He's not doing um, it
1: to infiltrate a gang or something like you. Yeah,
2: and there's no thing of, like, haha. Like And he's not even, like, patted on the back for it as, you know, like, it's not like, oh, my God, wow, like, you're straight and you dance like that. It's like, it's just part of the movie. Yeah, right. And I yeah, love the entire sequence. I love the argument outside that you know, after that number because that was kind of like, as I guess, like, finally some like good crying drama
1: well the uh, uh, the most cruel thing that Jaya Bochan does in the whole movie is invite her dad to dance at uh, the the wedding party for that other guy, yeah, and, like she knows that he's doing primarily female dancing. And this is And Renvier
0: saying doesn't like Rocky doesn't, he doesn't understand, understand it. yet,
1: but yeah. like yeah. he uh like she knows that this will be embarrassing because it's a real kind of Punjabi party crowd who are not primed for this. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's the most heartless thing she does, I think. Yeah. Oh
2: my god, I could not it's a, watch it's
1: a great that. use of dance for character building. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, know it is.
2: I know that I've had a lot of like, you know, notes for this movie, but I think like overall I really loved it. And I think that it's um the more i think about it the more i'm like i'm excited i might go see it this weekend with my family and i'm really excited to watch it again um because like i just say it's like one of those things i just like want to be in the world like i love rocky i love ronnie i like they're the kind of characters i want to be friends with and i want to like you know spend a lot of time with because they're so engaging together they have such a like visceral chemistry yeah
0: i
1: like their um, kind of cartoon theme song that they have yeah it's Rocky Orani, Kramka. That really
0: that really brought me back to kind of some of those songs in Student of the Year. I was really, really happy yeah. about that as a big yeah. student of the year fan. Um, yeah, yeah. Really
2: student <laughs> <laughs> of the Year one. Or like yeah. sexy Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I just like I love Ali Abad so much. I think she's I such a fantastic actress. And like um, I don't like Ramir Singh is gonna get a lot of praise from this movie. And it is very much like the Ryan Gosling, Margot Robbie thing of, like, the guy gets a very showy role and everyone loves it and deserves it. But, like, just like with Margot Robbie, I feel like Ali Abad has such a, like, hard job in this movie because she doesn't get to be as showy, but she mm-hmm. has a lot of really amazing, funny moments. Like, all of her, like, bemused but, like, turned-on reactions to Inver Singh are so funny. Yeah. And um, I think she really... She has
1: yeah. to sell that because, uh, like, otherwise, like,
2: it doesn't make sense but like that's not stupid but he would
1: be annoying to be around unless you were super into what he's doing
2: yeah exactly
0: also speaking of her funny moments i really loved that like karen johar gave her redemption for her being unable to name the president of india (laughs) (laughs) i i again that
1: whole bit bit was hilarious because rocky rocky's like I don't have a book on me I can't look this up
0: yeah <laughs> but for those for those who uh and like...
1: the Rabindranath Tagore joke was really good too
0: yeah yeah oh but for God, those who like their coffee with Karen like she you know really got raked over the coals for that I mean she like she made that really funny video about it afterwards um but it was just really nice to have her like correct piercing <laughs> on the president of India that was genius yeah. he treats
1: his he treats his people well that's Karen Johar.
0: But again, you know, like this film is not a a checklist of references. Like it's it's fun when you notice those things. But I think overall, just the whole texture of kind of Bollywood. Um, yeah. you just you just feel it. It just, you know, that's something that Matt and I talk a lot about is you know, even if you don't even if we don't recognize every reference there is just this feeling of kind of passing the torch and like and cinematic tradition and and legacy that i think um
1: it's unique to bollywood you almost never see this in other film industries like you, you see it at the Oscars and stuff, but never in movies. Like
0: you do, but I think there's such a there's such a warmth to it in in Bollywood. You know,
1: you could tell that the people who make the movies like movies.
0: Yeah, I which think you that's not tell of what I love. from
1: a lot of other film cultures. I would say.
2: Well, like I went through a lot of like Greta Gerwig interviews about her references to Barbie, and like yeah, she And you showed me a lot of those, or like pointed me in those in that direction, and like the way she talks about her references that aren't just like. Oh yeah, I got reference from like Japanese cinema and Korean cinema and westerns, you know. And you know, it's like she pulls from a lot of different things and has, you know, the way she like, the way she like uses her reference. I'm like, I don't understand how her brain works because like she'll make a reference to something and I'm like, I would never have thought of that, but it makes complete sense. And I feel like you don't have to have seen 2001: A Space Odyssey to understand the opening of Barbie and like. You know, even though it helps, but like it's such a direct reference, but it's also like not reliant on the reference. Like there's no like wink, wink, haha, ha, 2001. Um, well, and you just, don't
0: need to have seen Devdas to, to understand yeah, exactly. when they recreate Dolly Ray Dolly. You don't need to have seen DDLJ to understand when context. you like, yeah, when yeah. you hear that music. Exactly. So that's
2: yeah. Right.
0: Okay, final, final thoughts. We've been going a bit, a bit long, but again, I <laughs> think like I agree with you Manish I can't wait to watch this again it shot right up in my Karen Johar rankings I think
1: Uh, yeah I
0: like I said I was totally like I was in the tank for this film as soon as I heard about it but you know I've been burnt in the past I I didn't particularly like Adel Hamishkel and I'm I'm really glad uh that this one you know that it just it met my expectations and more like and more yeah it, it's it's made up for kind of what a what a lame year it's been so far
1: this actually is my favorite karen johar film now and hilariously uh so i i put my my list out there and then Sal retweeted me <laughs> and then everyone was chiming in saying that i was wrong about a, in a completely different way like karen johar fans <laughs> seem to just like they each have their fave and they couldn't understand Like, I was wrong every single pick somehow. It was amazing. (laughs) Um, And I think he kind of is a singular filmmaker, and that he can inspire that level of devotion. And also that level of anger and vitriol of people for just having an opinion. But, like, he is that sort of passionate filmmaker that people will get behind and try and convince you and be like, this is the one I saw when I was 10, and that's my favorite forever.
2: Um, I think for me my favorite will always be K through G. I think that's his magnum opus um, because it is a good 45 minutes longer than this movie. It has a few more songs and a few more crying scenes, yeah, um, yeah. which I will always, always appreciate. More than anything is songs and crying scenes. But I I really love this movie and I, I think it's a testament to his, you know, very Christopher Nolan-y, thing of just like how he can create an event just because it's him and who he's working with and what he's doing and you know I I you know I would love to kind of see what he does next you know whenever that comes out like 2030 or whatever Mm -hmm. Um, and because you know this feels like a culmination I agree with you and I wonder what does his career look like after this culmination? Does he go totally left, you know, and totally out there? It does something totally different. And like, maybe he doesn't do like no songs and like stripped down and like a thriller or something. Or does he just keep building on this? And, um, you know, I hope that he continues to work with these two actors mm-hmm. um, because I think that they bring out that, Sharu Khan, magical magic that we've been missing. That there even, is still like, the
1: open question of Kabiavana uh, uh murderer uh, subplot. I've, I've been thinking about that for literal years. Like I forget the the guy's name, but like black the beast killer, oh the black beast. Yes, that's it. <laughs> we can find out exactly what was going on with that because <laughs> that's that's been in my mind. Yeah,
0: um yeah. I personally, I I mean, I think. I'd like to see him kind of stay with these themes. I think that's when, you know, again, like th- so much of this, you know, reminds me of Kapi Kabigam and that, you know, again, like it's all about loving your family. I mean, you have Jaya Bakchan quoting <laughs> Khabita Bakchan. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think, I, I think he, the, these, these themes of, of love and, familial obligation i don't know i think that's kind of as much as i love student of the year i i think that's that's where his stuff is the richest um and i just don't want another my name is Khan. <laughs> personally
1: people got mad at me for having that one as my but, least favorite one but like i don't know i think that's a huge misfire but i think you're just running into uh shower Khan who just love everything he does yeah like uh we talked about that movie like five years ago but i don't know I I don't think that he's a political filmmaker in that sense.
0: Yeah. But also, like, it's interesting to me for how much flack Karen Johar, like, gets online, certainly in, like, corners of the internet that I think we see that we turn our, like, we just roll our eyes at, um, everyone is still showing up for the movie. And so, yeah. like, I really, it really does, for me, kind of reinforce that um, kind of, that echo chamber of a certain kind of criticism i think is just kind of it feels a bit more inflated it's just twitter online yeah. than like cuz people are still showing up at the box office they don't care about that stuff yeah.
2: yeah yeah exactly
0: all right um, well i think we can wrap it up there unless anyone has any more thoughts to share
1: I'm empty of thoughts.
0: Uh, Manish, thank you so much for encouraging us to uh, to have this conversation. uh Because otherwise, we wouldn't have gotten around to talking about it till the end of the year. And it it really is such a such a rich film it's that a vital thing to do. Yeah, that we that we absolutely loved, and so we were really we were really happy to talk about it. Anna, uh, but thank-
1: now you you have to talk about yourself now, Manish.
0: Yes, thank you so much for coming on our show again, and tell people where they can find you and listen to your show at Pod Two
2: well thank you so much for having me um it's always a pleasure to be on your podcast and to have you guys on my podcast of course um you can find me on twitter uh at vernegay314 I refuse to call it x so
0: yeah no no one's calling it x it's, it's
2: um, it. no worry. but like I refuse um and uh I, I do have a podcast called It pod to be you which is about romance movies um and you can find that on all podcast platforms uh we are currently doing a queer romance mini series including movies like carol and my beautiful Laundrette*, and most recently god's own country um and desert hearts and just a lot of a lot of good stuff there um and uh that's an really excellent up.
1: collection of films.
2: yes it's an been a lot of fun of um <laughs> And uh, looking forward to having the both of you on for my next mini series, which is about like sports movie romances um, with stuff like Bull Durham and the Rocky series, and um, you know Fever Pitch and Lagan and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So that's gonna be kind of fun. It's also, a new way to kind of look at romance movies in a different lens. Um, you can find that at it, Pod to Be You and like I said, every podcast platform out there.
0: Matt, you and I will be back in a couple of weeks. What are we going to be discussing?
1: Uh, we are fulfilling the promise of pilot season by watching
0: Pilot Season Dobara.
1: By Pilot Season Dobara by finishing off uh Sasbahu or Flamingo on Hotstar.
0: Yeah, I we've been enjoying this show quite a bit. It's very dark, but I'm I'm looking forward to discussing it. In the meantime, Matt, how can people keep up with the show?
1: Uh, Facebook.com slash for lovers. Twitter.com at Bollywood Pod. Yeah. Uh, so Tumblr dot com slash it was Bollywood our for lovers.
0: Twitter anniversary the other day. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was. Yeah. I'm there too for now. We'll see what happens with X.
0: <laughs> I'm at Ernie Fraser, E. R. N. E. F R S E R. If you're a fan of the show, you can leave us a rating and a review. Uh, on your favorite podcatcher of choice that we would really love that Matt will give you some Biffle points uh, and while you're doing that you can subscribe to my other show that I do with Paul Mawichuk called Treasure in the Movies I have finally convinced Paul to watch Zack Snyder's uh, Owl movie so go listen to that because I'm really proud uh, that he actually seemed to like the movie uh, you can email us at bollywoodisforlovers at gmail.com and uh, we want to thank Becca Zolke for our artwork